You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Well, well, well. Hey, man. It's that time of the week again. I say the same thing every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, man. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, we could we could be really cool and just come up with a super, you know, like like Fred Guidi is always at the beginning of the podcast That's true. saying. Yeah. So I always feel kind of like a little self-conscious about being like, oh, hey, this is the Horizon Search <laughs> podcast. Like, you already right. know that. Am I insulting your intelligence by saying that? Probably. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. So I just, we just. Keep it fresh. Keep it loose. Keep it fresh and keep it fresh. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. That's. Yeah, so it's that time of week again. You're you're listening to yes. the next episode of the Creative Commentary. Mm-hmm. What? What? And that was like um, I was trying to do like a little robotic theme song there. And it did not work. It did not work. It's embarrassing for me. I am an embarrassment to my my father, my mother, no, my family. Probably just yourself. My wife. We, we're I, our own harshest cri- critic. Well, I'm my own worst enemy. We discovered that. Yeah, that's Exodus, true. kind of. Sort of. Yeah. I am, you know. We did. But you know, the Lord Jesus said, love your enemies as you love your, you love your enemies. That's what he said. And I'm, if I'm my own worst enemy. Well, it's cut and dry. That <laughs> <laughs> just filled me with delight for Good. some reason. I don't know. You know, so today is um, mm-hmm. episode three. Yes. We're in the book of... <laughs> Leviticus. Oh golly. I bet you're all sitting there. You're just so excited. So excited. I bet you've been, you've been waiting for this day. <laughs> Your whole life, probably. You've been just wondering, when is someone going to expound upon the glories of the book of Leviticus? I've been waiting for this day all week. Well, I'll let me tell you something, buddies. You think Leviticus is rough going? It's got nothing on like the first half of First Chronicles, okay? <laughs> Leviticus is great compared to that, okay? I don't even I don't even know what we're gonna do when we get to First Chronicles. I'm I'm serious. I don't know yet. I haven't I haven't thought that far ahead. You know, it's, it's that's a while away. We got time to think yeah. about that. I'm in, I'm revealing my inadequacies. I'm trying to keep trying to show. I don't you know. Vulnerable. I'm, I'm not all that in a in a bag of sardines. Ew. Just change it up, and that, that was is gross. So disgusting. Much like some of the uh, the prescriptions in Leviticus. Whoa, Whoa. that was a, not a good transition, well, but it was better than one. mine. I had one in mind. It was worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are in Leviticus, and when you're reading Leviticus, this is the book where when you won't, we all know the feeling for being honest. Okay, and and I can relate to this. You know, you get to the beginning of a new year, which for us is right around the corner. Twenty nineteen oh, is, is right, right around, the around the corner, and you start the new year with the best of intentions. You think to yourself, <laughs> "I'm finally, finally going to read through the whole Bible this year in a year." You know, I got my Bible reading plan; it's all laid out, and you start in Genesis. Genesis is great. Genesis is awesome. You make it through Genesis. There's some there's some tricky parts, but you make it through it, especially with uh, some help from your friends Josiah and Ethan to uh, elucidate the themes for you. <laughs> you get on to Exodus. Exodus is exciting. Mm. There's so much happening. There's yeah. there's plagues and Pharaoh and, and oh, snakes. Love and, those plagues. And, uh, Even as a kid, I love those plagues. That's, <laughs> Ethan is a, from a young age. Ethan <laughs> was disturbed. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So you get through Exodus. It's fine. But then you get toward toward the end of Exodus, and you start thinking, "Man, what happened? This is starting to get a little, a little woo, a little wordy. It's yeah. really got some got some laws going on here, some covenant." And again, you know, we we talked about that in our last mm-hmm. episode. So you had some help, you had some help from your friends Ethan and Josiah. But then you get to Leviticus, and whoo, buddy, 
it's all long. Yeah. All of it. The whole darn thing. Yeah. Like basically beginning to end is just here here's what you should do and here's some things you can't do and uh everything in, in between. Mm-hmm. And on a surface level, that sounds pretty awful. A little dry. That sounds terrible. Yeah. So from the perspective of biblical theology, Leviticus can actually be a fairly rich read. It does not have to be the dry, boring, Bible-reading killer that it is because, you know, you get to Leviticus and you think, well, I'm, I'm out now. <laughs> like I've, I, And then, you know, you, you miss a reading one day yeah. and you're like, Oof. I have to read an extra, like, oh, an extra three law. chapters of Leviticus now. Mm. Like, forget Yeah, I'm going to need some convincing. That. <laughs> <And> so... <laughs> So from a biblical theology perspective, you can have a rich reading of Leviticus. And I am going to cheat a little bit and say that especially if you paired a reading of Leviticus, I'm pairing it up now, like like how you pair, you know, like cheeses and um, wine. Wine. Yeah. If you're into that sort of thing, if you're not, no big deal. Um, <laughs> the caveat yeah, going to say that, um, but no, like, and you pair, you know, like coffees with um, cigars. <laughs> we got to come up with a better pairing. Um... <laughs> It's like uh, pairing um, uh, <laughs> pizza night and movie night. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Can we keep all of that in? <laughs> you know, okay, so this is, analogies aside, yeah, if you paired um, a reading of Leviticus with a reading of the book of Hebrews, so rich, um, oh, and God. you will understand so much more about the roles that Jesus fulfilled, the ways that he fulfilled the law, because that's what Jesus himself said, right? I didn't come to abolish the law. I mm-hmm. came to fulfill it. What? So you, you'll have a richer understanding of how that all works in the New Testament, and it'll really just deepen your understanding of who God is, who Jesus is, what he's done for us in new and profound ways. But let's just take that and put that off to the side for a minute from a biblical theology perspective, here's what you see if you read the book of Leviticus with a careful eye. If you're not just saying, oh gosh, here are all these commands and stipulations and do's and don'ts. What you see is very clearly the holiness and set-apartness of God. Mm -hmm. You're going to get a sense really quick that the one true God is holy. He is set apart. There There is no one like him. He is completely and totally pure and righteous and good and perfect in every way that human beings cannot be. And therefore, as sinful and flawed human beings who, as has been aptly demonstrated, if you've read through Genesis and Exodus as a point, humans who consistently and frequently rebel and subvert God's rule and do things to annihilate his creation... As people who are like that, we have no business being in his presence. We have no business interacting with and being in personal relationship with this amazing, good, pure God. Hmm. So one theme you'll see immediately is that God is holy and set apart. But what he's doing in Leviticus especially is through these laws— He is providing a way for his people to be in relationship with him. He's providing a way for his people to live in a pure way that allows them to be in personal relationship with him, that allows them to be his people. And I think that's something that we typically as Christians, especially in the West, I think, 
kind of misunderstand mm-hmm. is that we hear things like we're not under the law, but under grace. Yes, that's true. Like, okay, as far as it pertains to justification and salvation, we're not under the law, we're under grace. All right, we're saved, to quote Ephesians again, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. That's how we're saved. But you are set free to fulfill, again, in the words of Paul, the law of liberty and the law of Christ. Mm. And so, Another quote from Paul is he says the law is holy and righteous and good. Yeah, you can't just take that at face value and then misapply it. Right. It's way more complicated. It is. And so when when you're reading through Leviticus, what you see is not this fun-crushing, overly— Patriarchal. Yeah, God. What you're seeing is he's saying, I am so pure and holy, you cannot be in my presence if you aren't pure. Mm. Here's a way that you can live a pure life that allows you— to be in relationship with me. It allows me to be in relationship with you because at this point, God has given the Israelites instructions for building the tabernacle, which is where Mm -hmm. um, his direct presence is more or less kind of going to dwell and go with them. And again, going back to the symbolism that you see in the Bible and how symbolism plays into biblical theology, the interesting thing about the tabernacle is of course, you know, you have the outer court, you have an inner room inside this tent, then you have the most holy place, which is where the Ark of the Covenant Mm -hmm. is. Well, when you read about, again, because this is another dry and kind of boring thing, you read about something like the instructions for building the Ark of the Covenant, you're like, good golly, why is he having them build these golden cherubim and what are these flowers and all this stuff? (laughs) Symbolically. Again, symbolism, yeah. That is calling you back to the Garden of Eden Mm -hmm. and giving you this picture that, oh, this is kind of like a mini Eden where God is going to continue his project of regaining paradise for his creation. You're getting all that if you're reading Leviticus through those eyes. I just think, again, that's this is what biblical theology does for us. It gives us this rich understanding of what's what's going on in this book. And uh, I just think it, it, you're, you're missing out, mm. I think, on a lot of what's going on. If like you go to Leviticus like with your normal presupposition, like, this is going to be dry and boring, exactly, you know? Yeah. So now that we've kind of hit on the laws and the distinction that yeah. that provides, that's not all... It provides, if I'm not mistaken. Right. There's also more of like a, there's some levity, maybe you yes. could say. Like yes. a, in, in celebrations and in worship and in things like that, that it also delves into. Yeah, right. Um, Leviticus especially gets into uh, a lot of the festivals and feasts of mm. the people of God. So it's not all just, hey, here, do this, don't do this. <laughs> right. And the feasts fit into the law, the, the festivals fit into the law, but it's much more of this, oh, and here you're going to be reminded of the joy of entering into the presence yeah, of God. This, yeah. is, this is a festival occasion, right? It's not a, uh, you know, well, we're just going to, you know, we're just going to be, you know, afraid and we're going to, you know, take these things seriously. It's also like, this is a festival, serious joy. It's the law book um, and the party book. Yes. <laughs> They're channeling uh, some Andrew WK, WK here. <laughs> <laughs> some, uh, when it's time to party, we will party hard. But um, yeah, I mean, you even take, and this kind of ties back to Exodus. And I, I didn't mention this in Exodus because I wanted to mention it okay. here. So I'm, I'm imagining if somebody was listening to our episode on Exodus and they're thinking, why didn't you mention like Passover as a big theme, right? Of God's judgment and right. revealing who he is. I wanted to save it for this episode. <laughs> Maybe I should have caveated, but you, you know, leave you hanging on your, uh, hanging on your, uh, hanging on by your coattails there or something, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and you know, if you were paying attention, you'll notice and you'll be, you'll be like, why didn't you do that? And you know, we'll be cool. Yeah, I'll be like, hey, are. just wait a minute. Because you have something like Passover, mm-hmm. right? It's talked about there, the festival, that particular feast. In the book of Exodus, when God ushers in the final plague, which is to destroy, you know, to kind of twist the tables um, yeah. from earlier in the book, Pharaoh wants all the Hebrew boys killed. God is like, 
I'm going to destroy your firstborn. Yeah. He says, if you want to be spared of that, if you want my judgment to pass over you, you need to kill a lamb and paint its blood over your doorposts. And, and then he has some, you know, words about how you're supposed to eat that lamb and all those things. Those serve as reminders of what God has done because that Passover moment didn't just stay confined to that moment in Egypt when God ushered in that final plague. Passover was something that was continually celebrated by God's people. It was instituted as an official feast and festival. Right. And once again, you'll find that if you continue reading through the story arc, that the Israelites don't really keep it very well. <laughs> and that's part of the problem is you see how the book of Leviticus kind of provides this framework of understanding that we are a worshiping people and worship is a huge and important part of helping us remain a people who are pure, who remember who God is and remember who we are. I mean, it kind of recenters us in that mm. with this kind of festival joy. It's serious, but it's, you know, it's like a party kind of a thing, um, if I can describe it like that. And those are the kind of themes you see elucidated in a book like Leviticus. And I just, I think it really deepens and enriches our understanding of, again, who God is, who we are, how we relate to one another, how we relate to the world, and uh, how God's story continues to unfold throughout Scripture. And here's where things start to take an interesting turn for us, okay? How in the world do these themes show up in culture? I mean, because you'd read a book like this, you think, like, there's no way. There is no way those themes uh, on a surface level, again, right? If you're coming with that dry kind of, oh, Leviticus is my Bible reading plan killer, there's no way those are showing up. Because that's exactly how I came to this podcast. Yeah. So, so, again, I feel like we always have to caveat this because otherwise people— No no caveat. No caveat. Okay. No caveat. All right. So how how <laughs> So how do we see this how do we see these themes playing out in some of our cultural edifices? Yeah, like I definitely it. thought it was not gonna happen. I thought here we are, episode three and we're done. <laughs> we, we <laughs> That's all right. Do it. Good effort. Good try. <laughs> but all right, of all of all the things we could try to, you know, we could try to find in our culture, law and set apartness, like what? Besides law and order, I don't have. Well, I <laughs> tell you what. In 1964, we got our answer. <laughs> it's, that's weird, isn't it? Well, here's the pitch. Strangely enough, Daredevil. Have you heard of him? <laughs> I am familiar, actually. Like I'm talking. Yeah, I am talking about like the, the comic, comic book. book. Yeah. <laughs> but more recently, what we see is the Marvel Netflix adaptation. Oh, yeah. It's seen some huge success. But here's the weird thing. Here's why I'm talking about this and why it probably sounds very absurd. This character, Mm -hmm. of all of the characters in the very vast universe, is like a Catholic superhero. Like Roman Catholic. (laughs) You mean like goes to a priest and like... Which is so weird. That's so abnormal. That That is well beyond... And they did it. And not only do we get that angle of the character in the history of his story, but... They bring it into the modern story in the in the series that is available now that people are experiencing. So it's something we see even now in the modern iterations, which is very uncanny, but kind of yeah. kind of neat because the link, the connection to his faith and how he wrestles with it over his kind of dual life, the connection that we're provided is that of a priest. 
Mm. Father Lantham, I believe, if I recall that correctly, mm-hmm. who is a bit of a recurring character. Um, yep. Six of the episodes, because I mm-hmm. totally looked on IMDb, um, <laughs> which is like a fair percentage, realistically, of the of the available episodes. And the conversations that they have intermittently kind of dive into... See, Daredevil, okay, his average human <laughs> civilian name is Matt Murdock. Right. He is a lawyer, but he spends all his time as a vigilante. Right. And he's like wrestling with the moral implications of what he thinks is right, but what is confined by the limits of the law. Yeah. And he's wrestling this with, you know, in himself, and he often speaks to this priest who kind of has a clue of what's going on. Yeah. And they have these uncanny, sort of unconventional conversations Uh that you would have with a priest that delve into pieces of his legacy and his faith yeah, and and how that impacts him and how he grows as a character, which is very weird yeah. to see mm-hmm. in this kind of context. But surprisingly enough, it is like baked into his origins. Yeah, yeah. And so when you're talking even about like that vigilante piece, right? Because that's Daredevil is, you know, yeah. spoiler alert, lawyer by day, vigilante <laughs> by night, okay? His vigilante piece, you talked about how he's struggling with yeah. the implications of what he's doing because he sees what he thinks, right, are the mm-hmm. limitations of the law. Right. Specifically, I think, in the uh, pursuit of human flourishing, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is a huge category of Leviticus mm-hmm. is laws that pertain to loving your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, the betterment. And so he's wrestling through that as a vigilante. But on the other side of that, right, again, by day, he's... A lawyer. So what is it? He's a blind lawyer. Yeah, a blind law. Ironic, because justice is blind. What? They definitely came up with that in 1964. That is definitely, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's that's low-hanging fruit. But But what about that? Law is his practice as this, you know, seemingly average guy. Yeah. Well, he spends all this time on the streets, you know, beyond the bounds of the law in some regards. His livelihood is to uphold it, to yeah. to like to serve the law and the people who need that, right? Who are in need and stand to benefit from the pursuit of justice. Yeah, and it creates this very timeless dichotomy that you know here we are in in 2018, still seeing it play out. Right. The fact that we even see these threads at all, it's insane. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You take a book like Leviticus, again, just to, I really want to highlight that, that it's not just about how to be pure in such a way that you can yeah. enter into a relationship with God and, and the festivals and the worship. Because, I mean, that's the fundamental human mm-hmm. problem is that our relationship with God is broken and that we need to be made pure and we need to live lives that are upright and holy. But a whole category of those laws in Leviticus is about Loving your neighbor. Um, It's not just, oh, well, I love God and I'm not going to mind the oppression of these people or... There's more more of a horizontal application. Yes, a horizontal application. I like like that imagery. You know, it's not (laughs) not just the vertical application of worship to God Mm -hmm. and relationship to God, but it's also relationships with your Yeah, it your concerns neighbor. the people at large. Yeah, and I mean, Daredevil definitely is dealing with... Very much, yeah, a heart for the city themes. and for those people of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Which the is, name again, of the ironic, location, Hell's, Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. But then you kind of see how he wrestles through. Yes. I mean, because it's never, ah, oh, those relationships yeah. on the vertical and horizontal level. It's never level, clean. Right, yeah. How does loving one affect the other yeah. um, in some 
different, I don't even know if psychological is the right word, but I, I think mean, just some applies. different ways, you know, um, and navigating those relationships. And even in cheating, again, I'm jumping forward, you have the book of Acts, mm-hmm. right? Pharisees get hold of Peter and John, the apostles, who are preaching the gospel, and they tell them, shut up, basically, or we're going to do something to you. And what they say in response is, we must obey God mm. rather than men. So, yeah. And, and you're you're dealing with that. I mean... They're responding to this prioritized calling. Right. To a law that they hold higher than yeah. the law of the land. Yeah, that's interesting. That Like... There, I, I looked into this before we decided to talk about it, but there are like specific conversations that touch on that of like what the higher moral obligation is. Like that's very central to his character because now we're trying to make these, you know, outlandish characters more grounded in our world and in our context and how we perceive them. And th- these are the questions that that are asked of the character and perhaps maybe even us as viewers. Yeah. I don't think it's a terribly far reach as, you know, you kind of soak in these themes and whatever that higher, more moral calling is um, in light of your convictions and in light of the law and how how you navigate that yeah. in a way that is right. Yeah. I mean, just the, the context that Levitical law provided for mm-hmm. the people of God, but right. I mean, just law in general, what that provides in the context of relationships. It's always, I may be speaking way out of my depth here. And so <laughs> Do it anyway. that's, you know, I mean, take it, take the risk. And if I get slammed for it, well, someone with a greater <laughs> philosophical understanding can school me. Um, <laughs> go to seminary, get taken to seminary as uh, one of my... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, once said, but the law is never, I think, just an arbitrary abstract thing out here. Mm. I mean, the law always exists somehow in the soil of relationship. It always has an effect on that. So again, not just the Levitical law for, you know, the people of God understanding as Israelites, you know, their relationship with God and their relationship with one another, their distinctiveness as a people from the people that are around them. But yeah. I mean, I think just off the top of my head, I, mean, I want to say I think that the same is true today mm-hmm. in our understanding of, That's a good point. of law. And then you start opening all different kinds of cans <laughs> of worms when you talk about um, like what you were talking about, like how you navigate. Yeah. Um, and again, like that's, you know, that's the that we must obey God rather than men thing. You have to be tricky. careful with that because you cannot just use that as your scapegoat yeah. to say, I'm going to do what I want. Like just you need to have some really, yeah. Like you need to have some really set convictions and understandings about who God is and uh, <laughs> and what He's asking of His people and asking yeah. maybe of you in a particular moment, mm. and not just you know using it as your scapegoat to say, oh well, I don't like this politician, so <laughs> therefore I'm going to you know yeah. disregard everything that is that is said. And uh, it's kind of crazy how those. Uh, those all go together. For sure. Um, on a on a lighter, fun note. Oh, please uh, bring it. There's a new season of Daredevil. Yeah, actually, Help, that's right. True. By if the you're... time you were listening to this, it is out. I hope it's great. I hope you've been enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> I probably have been. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it is coming back. So there's there's a bit of current relevancy to yeah us bringing it up now. And uh, again, we gave this caveat way back at the beginning of the series, but just for your awareness, I mean, Daredevil deals with some pretty dark stuff. Um, yeah, that's true. It does deal, and I'm not even talking necessarily like 
it's gritty. inappropriate. I right. mean, it's I just mean, it's like, gritty. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm even thinking of I won't spoil it, but even in the first couple episodes of the first season, I mean, you're dealing with some some dark stuff. Yeah, uh, so true. just you know, be aware of that. I mean, that is the world we live in. But you know, viewer discretion. Yeah, just you know. It is an interesting link, though, that this connective yeah, tissue actually exists yeah. in something that's not just law and order. <laughs> like you said, you know, <laughs> these are the, the store. I don't even know how the thing goes, but I, I know, only the, know the British one. Yeah. That's oh, the, what's that? And they say it differently, obviously, because their court system is different, but like the, they use different terms, right? Oh. Yeah, that's all. I and don't then then I know. Do they have the. Um, Dun, dun. I think, yeah. It, it, I think it sounds a little different, too. It sounds British. Hence, <laughs> it's wow. a British sound effect. A British, it sounds... It's good. They got makes, some great actors in it. Yeah, that's, that's beside the point. Yeah, so that's that's fun. Hopefully, your reading of Leviticus will be enriched yeah. by our discussion here, just looking at those themes. Again, you get into some... You want to talk about some specific categories, email us at podcast.net because Leviticus gets into some very specific categories. Again, we're not covering that. We're covering the broad, broad, broad themes, big, broad strokes. But if you want to interact with us on that or you got thoughts, comments, feedback, email it to podcast.horizonschurch.net or you can find us uh, at Horizons Church on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. We do some stuff there. That's Once fun. Once in a while. Yeah. Actually, if you're following us on Instagram, weekly. Ethan gives us some nifty weekly... Uh, Plugs. Plugs for, for articles, articles and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Good we're doing stuff all kinds happening. of fun stuff. So, yeah. And if you had any ideas, like, again, you know, just let us know those things. We're, we're all about the interaction and the, and the feedback there. So, um, yeah, hopefully this episode has enriched your understanding of Leviticus. You'll, you'll maybe have a better time of it when you read it. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, maybe they'll reflect a little on their relationship to yeah, exactly. God the law. Mm-hmm. And just before we sign off here, I understand that's the specific understanding of a Christian's relationship to Old Testament law gets very uh, into the weeds. Yeah. All right. We didn't even really get into that at all. Okay. So. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Saws, um, as, <laughs> as we say here. Sorry. But if you want some resources on that, it would be easier just to talk to you about it probably than, you know, <laughs> any of that. So, um, but there are great resources out there and we can get you hooked up with those if this is something that's really uh, sparked a, a fire in you, mm. so to speak, uh, to understand these things. You, so, also, you also suggested, I'm derailing the outro, yeah. but um, reading alongside Hebrews. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which is Bring a connection that I've, I've been ignorant of. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the book of Hebrews, he really gets into some deep discussions on like the Levitical priesthood. And I mean, he even throws back to some stuff in Genesis with Melchizedek. Um, <laughs> nerd. The, uh, the <laughs> nerd. Um, the, uh, the priest king in Genesis uh, oh, yeah, yeah. 17, I think. He gets into some deep waters of that and some of the, the deep waters of like the sacrificial system and all that stuff. And if, if you just read Hebrews without having read a book like Leviticus, you're going to get lost. Like you're going to be like, what in the world is he talking about? But if you're reading Leviticus alongside Hebrews, you might still have a few questions, but you're going to have a much, much deeper understanding of what's going on. Yeah. Um, so that may even be your first stop is to do that. And then you want have more conversation. You just listen. Got some homework be to happy do. to do that. Yeah, you got, you got homework. You think this is just an easy podcast? You think you just listen to this on your way to work? On your I mean, way back? You can't. You can. Yes, you can. That's you what can. I do. I'm not. I will not. I'm not going to check your. You know, if you did that, I'm going to be like, hey, did you, did you do that thing? No. We're I just mean, your friends. We just want to help. Yeah. You know, you're great. Season three of Daredevil. Yeah. Coming do out. Do that. All right. Podcast at We'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs>